Welcome and greetings and salutations, or whatever else we need to say to mark it down as Thursday, October 8th, 2020, and time for the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and newsletter for today. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Today's edition is made possible through contributions through Patreon or subscriptions through the newsletter. Your support enables the research and the writing, and I am deeply humbled and thankful to those who have stepped up to date. Thank you for helping to build this community resource. After two days where the number of new cases of COVID-19 were below the seven-day average, the Virginia Department of Health has reported 1,844 cases this morning. The statewide seven-day average for positive cases remains at 4.8% for a second day. Likewise, the number of new cases in the Blue Ridge Health District is also higher than the seven-day average, with 64 new cases today. In Charlottesville, that's another 35 cases, above the city's average of 21 new cases. In Albemarle, the new cases reported today is 19, above the county's average of 13 cases. The University of Virginia reports 217 active cases as of Tuesday, with 190 of them students. 21% of quarantine rooms are in use, and 8% of the isolation rooms are also in use. The Albemarle County School Board will be briefed tonight on a plan to return kindergarten through third grade students to in-person class for two days a week. What is known as Stage 3 would involve around 4,000 students, or 2,000 students a day. Virtual learning would continue for most pupils, though optional in-person access would be extended to English learners, special education students, and students exhibiting a lack of engagement in the virtual experience. This stage would also allow athletics and extracurricular activities to recur upon individual approval. Slides provided in advance of the meeting state that there would be no more than 12 students in each classroom at any given time. One of the metrics the school board will be asked to take into consideration tonight is a dashboard provided by the Centers for Disease Control that has core indicators that include the total number of new cases per 100,000 in the past 14 days and the percentage of positive tests during the past two weeks. On the dashboard, the former is colored in the higher risk category, and the latter is in the moderate risk category. The slides are available for your review in the newsletter. The Albemarle Board of Supervisors has adopted a plan that offers a wide array of strategies to help the community reduce greenhouse gas emissions in order to meet the ambitious goals of a 45% reduction by 2030 and to be net zero by 2050. Greg Harper is the county's chief of environmental services. The list of strategies and actions that make up the heart of the plan were developed from ideas suggested by the community. At its most reductive level, the plan is a list of strategies and actions designed to contribute towards the mitigation of global climate change through decreases in community-wide greenhouse gas emissions and increases in carbon sequestration in the county's landscape. The vote on the plan was unanimous, but supervisors also gave notes to staff on what they'd like to see improve. Supervisor Ann Mellick said she was concerned the plan did not adequately cover one area. I am worried that the solid waste seems to be completely set aside in here, except for some mild-mannered paragraphs. So if that's coming in some other way, that's great. But if there is a way to focus on very specifically cutting the use of single-use plastics. 
The second phase of the plan is for the county to conduct a new inventory on greenhouse gas emissions. The last one was conducted in 2008. Supervisor Donna Price said the plan demonstrated how many of the county's plans and initiatives can work together if coordinated. My, my hope is that we will um, collect objective data, um, metrics, which we can then will allow us to provide detailed analysis of the progress and shortcomings for future improvement to the plan. Supervisor Liz Palmer suggested the plan should also help inform what legislation the county seeks in the General Assembly. There's a lot of things that we can, we could be doing if we had um, uh, help from the state. Notably, Palmer would like Virginia to encourage glass recycling by requiring beverage producers to participate in programs, thereby increasing the potential market. Supervisors also approved a rezoning for the Albemarle Business Campus, a proposed mixed-use development across from the county's office building on 5th Street Extended. Charlottesville City Council has agreed to keep an advisory board intended to provide guidance on how Charlottesville area transit is operated. Garland Williams is the director of CAT. I do think we need to particularly um, look at the, the, the how it's constructed. Um, I think it's um, it doesn't have the mix that we particularly need if we're trying to really move it to a more of a regional uh, model. There's no business, um, the individual from the business community on it at all. Williams said there is an opportunity to use the CAT board to figure out how the agency might secure more funding in order to become a regional model. CAT is in the running for a planning grant, while the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission is seeking funding from the Virginia Department of Rail and Public Transportation for a vision plan for regional service that would include a transit plan for Albemarle County. Two other transit agencies in our community are Jaunt and the University Transit Service. Garland Williams explained some of how transit works currently in the region. You don't have oversight over the uh, over university transit system, but you have total um, ownership over CAT. And we, I think we just need to position CAT and we really you know, dive into it, figure out what, how we can position an advisory group of you know, um, peers and, 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 and individuals in this region to really put, put CAT in a position to go to the legislature five, three to five years from now and say, hey, this is what we want because we've done the hard work and we want potentially to position ourselves like Richmond to get dedicated funding for CAT, for the region, for CAT. Council discussed the matter at an October 6th meeting where they discussed the future of various boards and commissions. There is also a regional transit partnership that is meeting for three years. The next scheduled meeting of that group is on October 22nd, Councilors Lloyd Snook and Nakaya Walker are the city's representatives. Council will meet with the Albemarle Board of Supervisors and top university officials on October 28th. In meetings today, the Place Design Task Force meets at noon for a gathering that includes another discussion of its own future. This comes on the heels of a decision by Council this week to convert the body to a staff-assisted board, which will mean it won't technically be a public body, but according to Communications Director Brian Wheeler, there will be an opportunity for the public to participate uh, and to access the materials through the Freedom of Information Act. The Charlottesville Police Civilian Review Board meets at 6.30 p.m.
Now, a correction about yesterday before we conclude today. In the Building Goodness Foundation segment from yesterday, I used the incorrect word to describe the disposition of the group's international projects. They paused those projects during the pandemic and hope to resume them when they can. And that's it for another edition, the Thursday edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. Thank you for listening. And if you have enjoyed this program, tell me about it. Send me a letter or send me an email or send me a postcard that tells you, uh, that gives me a sense that some of this information is useful. I can use that information to help me decide what to do in the future and also to interact. This is called community engagement after all. I am just an independent journalist who believes in bringing this information to you, and I really do appreciate the support that I've received so far through either Patreon or a subscription to this newsletter. Uh, Your support is helping me make sure I can continue to do this and build this into the future. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host. I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.